hotcakes of a cool kid. Check out frankietees.substack.com for more information. It actually takes a tremendous amount of energy to stop all influences, even for a small amount of time daily. To operate in this world, we have to interact, reply, chat, call, and correspond with people. The fact is, online gets weird now, because to even interact and represent yourself online, represent your channel, your content, you have to be on some form of social media. It's pretty much a requirement, but often we have no idea at all who are we even talking to. Hey, that's great for agent provocateurs or anyone who seeks to operate in the murky shadows of undue influence. Yet, if we simply divorce ourselves from sites like Twitter, Reddit, and the like, we may not be successful in interacting with a large body of people to find those with similar interests. What I'm seeing is more incredible censorship on all platforms. Fellow humans are helping by adopting views uncritically with no research. Views like which pundits to hate, which narratives to repeat uncritically and automatically, which sacrifices are now required to fit in culturally. Cultic thinking is what it is. But I've discovered that's okay with society. Everyone likes talking about destructive cults, but the trouble is catching ourselves in the act when we are acting and thinking cultic. Truman Virtus has written a book about the Matthias Desmet theory, which is about mass formation psychosis, also known as mass formation hypnosis. Matthias Desmet wrote that four things are required to create mass formation psychosis, mass formation hypnosis, or mass panic. Those are all totalist behaviors in society. These are the requirements. One, a lack of social bond. Lack of meaning in life, free-floating anxiety, free-floating aggression. He continues that atomized into alienated, lonely, and frustrated individuals, the masses are then ready to hear the unifying message of an ascendant totalitarian who is practically summoned into existence by the miserable masses. The leader, through a voice amplified by the mass media, transmits to the crowd the galvanizing message that they had been yearning to hear. A. Identifying the source of their discontent, i.e. the enemy or scapegoat. And B. The strategy for dealing with that enemy or problem. Mass formation can then become mass psychosis. Quote, A portion of the group speaks up and continues to speak up And this vocal fraction is the only hope for society to not destroy itself in the atrocities that invariably accompany totalitarianism. It's madness, 
And when it seizes a society completely, the voice of dissidents break the hypnotic spell and make a possible a return to consciousness and sanity. There is no charismatic leader now, Desmet says, but an alliance of elites, bureaucrats, scientists, and media in the employ of governments, universities, and big business, including large pharmaceutical companies, all insisting upon the same unprecedented coercive strategies. So I find applying this practically to my own current experience with humanity, there is a damn civil war going on in the United States. Those who are for compliance and censorship and those who are not. There are hot topics so hot you can't even discuss these with friends or family lest everything completely devolve into chaos at your gathering. It'll be hours of disagreements with no resolution. That's bad for us as a culture, as a society. It's a lot of free-floating aggression. Digging in against each other has not stopped, although the pandemic is, quote, officially over. Trying to remain a voice of dissent because free speech is vital as a part of a free society is proving challenging for anyone who simply wants to have the right to an opinion who wants the right to represent themselves. When your friends and your neighbors decide it's a good idea to become mouthpieces for mainstream media narratives, it can be scary. In history of the world, totalitarian past leaders have included Joseph Stalin of the Soviet Union, Benito Mussolini in Italy, Adolf Hitler in Germany, the Kim Dynasty in North Korea, Mao Zedong in China, and features of the totalist society of totalitarianism were listed on yourdictionary.com. And see below, these are the features I find that are appearing in society today in the United States. Ruling through fear. Propaganda in media, government speeches, and education. Prohibiting criticism of the state. My God, I've never heard family and friends tell me not to criticize the state until recently. Controlling reproduction. We all know what's going on there. Targeting a specific religious and political populations. Reach of government is limitless. These are some of the effects of totalitarianism. Cults are run by totalist leaders, but according to Desmet, we're experiencing a leadership alliance based on totalitarianism, but it's new in style. It's not just one dictator. It's an alliance of institutions and agencies with corporations making up the rules and marching orders. Critical thinking is more important now than ever. Even if it's uncomfortable for me, I for one will continue to ask questions about the ever-expanding demands of compliance, which clearly started since 9-11, hashtag because terrorism, has turned into hashtag because COVID, and now hashtag because Republicans. There is no excuse for spying on your fellow American, though. 
Hacking someone does not make you superior. Calling for censorship and deplatforming of those with opposite views does not make you smarter. The level of trigger-happy reasons you can tell me what to do is ever-expanding. Let's slow this down. Stop reacting emotionally and attempt to use the non-limbic portions of the brain. We were provided with these tools from birth. And though highly underused by some, it is never too late to tap the critical thinking we have access to as human beings. In fact, it is imperative. Thanks for listening to Hot Takes of a Cult Kid. Hot Takes of a Cult Kid. Check out frankietees.substack.com for more information.